millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello again and welcome to episode 25 of Signals to Danger. I'm Dan. I work within the rail industry in my day-to-day life, but today I'll be the one taking you through this podcast. Thank you to all of you for your continued support and for listening to me talk about my passion, well, every few weeks. I'm forever grateful to all of you for this. 25 episodes is somewhere that I never thought I would get to when I started this, and here we are nearly a year later. To mark the landmark of 25 episodes, I'm actually going to put out two special episodes, one this week and one next week. Both of them are a little bit off the usual format, but Well, I wanted to try something a little different, and if they work, there'll be more of each of these types, but if they don't, well, normal service will be resumed shortly after, so never fear. Now, with that brief intro out of the way, it's time to get into the first special episode. Sound from the scene. In my search to understand the accidents and experiences of those involved in them, I decided to go and spend some time at the scenes, where those accidents actually took place. And for my first attempt at this idea, I decided to head down to one of the busiest transport hubs in the world, London. The tubes, overground, rail network, trams, and just the general transportness of London means that it's been the home to some of the most infamous, um, some of the worst disasters that we've had. And there was no way I was going to see everything in one day, but I decided that I wanted to get around and have a look at a few of those places for myself. So once I arrived, the logical thing to do was to jump on board the underground.
the first stop on my journey took me to the southern terminus of the northern city line, Moorgate Station, a place that became infamous on the 28th of February, 1975. So I am now stood um, on the road outside Moorgate Station. I had planned on doing this from Platform 9, but unfortunately... Uh, the weekend I've come down here the Great Northern services which call there are not running so the platform is not accessible which really has scuppered my first plan um, of, of my London adventure anyway the reason why we've come to Moorgate is because this is the scene of the worst crash accident that uh, that happened on the London Underground uh, and that's on the 28th of February 1975 um, one of the Northern City Line trains failed to stop um, when it was arriving into the station and ran into the overrun tunnel beyond. Um, 43 people lost their lives and 74 were injured and the rescue effort took uh, an inordinate amount of time. We've, we've come here today because this really is a defining moment in the underground's life and it really wouldn't be fitting to, to come here and do a, a video on railway accidents without including this one. The, the fact that the, the train was um, a smaller London Underground train and the tunnel itself was of a much wider bore uh, meant that the crash actually forced the leading carriage of the, the train into the roof of the tunnel um, and then they sort of all piled up around that. I'll, I'm no doubt going to find a... Uh, a, a picture or something to show on the YouTube video to, to go along line with that. Um, there was a real question asked after the accident as to what had caused it. The the driver, um, Leslie Newson, he was 56 years old and an absolutely experienced tube driver, so really shouldn't have had any issues whatsoever. He'd done this journey multiple, multiple times. He, he, he There was no reason why this should have taken place. There was a post-mortem that was carried out on it um, and there's no medical reason found. There was a question at one point about whether or not he had consumed alcohol but unfortunately the length of time it took to retrieve um, his body from the wreckage meant that um, some sort of process of fermentation had taken place and the most questions as to whether or not he had consumed alcohol but apparently he liked nothing stronger than a stiff cup of tea. Um, there was a question asked as to whether or not he'd intended to commit suicide but this was this was sort of down, less likely as well because he had money on him to to buy um, a car for his daughter. The tube um, is is an incredibly safe method of transport, and it just showed by how many people um, get on it every day and, and nothing goes wrong. But this this really was a a dark dark day in its history. The legacy of Moorgate was the introduction of what was known as Moorgate Control or Moorgate Protection. Locations on the underground where this was a potential risk had had train stop equipment fitted so that when a train entered the terminus platform at a speed too high to stop safely, the train was automatically stopped. 
the next step on my journey takes me above ground to a location that we covered in episode 5 of the podcast such a long time ago. On the 1st of September 1866, Cannon Street Station entered the ranks of the Great London Termini. But that's not the date it is most remembered for, at least not as far as this podcast is concerned. That date would come many, many years later, on the 8th of January 1991. The next place my journey around London has taken me is Cannon Street Station. Back in 1991, it was managed by British Rail, but now it's managed by South Eastern, and the staff here were kind enough to let me have a little bit of a wander around, a little bit of a film, so a lot of thanks to them for that one. Cannon Street reached a level of infamy on the morning of the 8th of January 1991. 
We did cover this in episode 5 of the podcast, but that was quite a while ago now. So just to give you a quick recap, a stopping service arriving into the station that morning didn't stop at the time it reached the buffers. It collided with the buffer stops in platform 3, and then some of the carriages rode up and over each other. The, the accident killed two people, which was tragic, certainly. But the number of injured people was 542. It's estimated that there was over 830 passengers on the train at the time of the accident. The inquiry said that the impact speed into the buffer stops was around 10 miles an hour. But when people are standing up and getting ready to leave the train, it doesn't really need to be much more than that. Some of the major contributing factors to the fact the accident was so serious was the age of the rolling stock. It was built in 1930 well the underframe was built in 1934 and the other was built in 1928 considering this happened in 1991 that's not exactly brand new kit is it the accident was uh, was deemed to be driver error which is understandable considering there was a a bit of an allegation that there might have been some substances involved now if you want to hear the full story on this one get yourself along to the Signals to Danger website or your podcast provider and you can quite happily listen to episode 5 where we spend nearly an hour going through it. But yeah, Cannon Street. Interesting to sit here and see what I what I read up on and talked about in so much detail last year. I think that means it's time for us to uh, carry on with our day. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Having spent time at Cannon Street, I decided it was time to move on to one of London's other terminals. The gateway to the southwest, Paddington.
Paddington station is one of the greats in London. It's absolutely fantastic to look at and it, well, it's beautiful to say the least. And I'm pretty sure you can see this from the images if you're watching the video. But the name itself has darker connotations and I am, of course, not referring to the beloved bear. I am referring to the Paddington rail crash. Now, we know the Paddington rail crash actually isn't really known as that, it's known as a Ladbroke Grove rail crash, but Paddington is a name it's been given in many circumstances. 5th of October 1999, a Thames turbo service was leaving Paddington station, passed the infamous SN109 signal at danger and collided with a HST service that was on its way into the city. It was a, a disaster. Is, is an understatement. Um, two trains involved, 31 deaths and 417 people injured. Unfortunately, it's not the only railway accident that has taken place through trains leaving or, uh, or arriving at Paddington. It's, it's one of a few. It's actually the second major accident in just two years. The first of those was the South Hall rail crash. That was another HST travelling in from Wales the driver of that service had driven that train with the automatic warning system turned off all the way from Swansea he passed a signal at danger passed another signal at danger and collided with the side of a freight train Paddington is the gateway to the West Country and a, a beautiful, beautiful station but it really isn't without its dark history. My visit to London wasn't quite through. I had a million places that I wanted to go, but I was not going to get everywhere on this occasion. There was one last place I really wanted to see, not because it was the scene of a dramatic train crash or even somewhere that might necessarily get one of these episodes, but I needed to jump onto the central line and I wanted to head to Bethnal Green.
Stepping off the tube in Bethnal Green, I was immediately struck by how energetic and multicultural and lively and exciting this place was. And Bethnal Green, by all accounts, has always been somewhere like this. And even as far back as the Second World War, this was the place where the pubs and the cinemas and, and the lively nights out were. And in those dark days, this is where the people of London came to have fun. The next step on my tour brings me to Bethnal Green Tube Station scene of one of the worst disasters to take place on our shores which happened during the second world war the tube station wasn't quite finished at that point so there was a single entrance off the crossroads in bethnal green at 8 17 pm the air raid warning sirens sounded local cinemas and pubs emptied of people and by around 10 minutes later 2,000 people had made their way down into this station there was a sound that nobody recognised a new anti-aircraft battery but nobody knew what it was they assumed it was bombs falling the entrance to the shelter was unsupervised and the crowd hurried down the poorly lit 10 foot wide steps with no central handrail on the wet slippery stairway a woman with a child fell and others tumbled over her. The crowd panicked, kept pushing, and eventually 300 people were trapped, five or six people deep on the single staircase. 173 people died at Bethnal Green. 84 women, 62 children, and 27 men. The disaster is commemorated by a concrete and wood structure right outside that entrance to the tube station with the names of those who lost their lives and some first-person accounts of those who survived. Quite poignant to look at this just what's a normal staircase down to the underground and, well, remember what happened.
a trip is never as long as you want it to be and I really really thought and I would have time to get around more while I was in London but I spent so much time at the places I was and coming away from it I realised I hadn't filmed enough I hadn't recorded enough and I'm just looking forward to a time where I can go down and do it again if you have enjoyed listening to the sounds of the underground and trains and if you've enjoyed that putting you in the places then please let me know and if you haven't enjoyed it then do you know what that's fine this is this is my attempt at doing something a little bit different you've um you've given me 25 episodes worth of your time so i hope you don't mind um indulging me on this occasion i really would like to do some more of these if you are enjoying them if you're not enjoying them i'll do them completely separately for my own benefit but I think that being in these places and uh, seeing these things and hearing these sounds really does bring the story to life a little bit more than me just sat in my conservatory reading a script. If you, uh, if it hasn't been your cup of tea, that's absolutely fine and normal service will be resumed very, very shortly, but not before one other bonus episode and I'm getting away with this one for free because it's on an off week that means there will be an episode this week and next week and next week well I guess you'll just have to wait and see what I've got in mind for you in the meantime thank you so much for your support thank you so much for tuning in for listening for humoring uh weirdy beardy northern chap and his love of when things go wrong on the railways and I think it's probably time for me to say in the meantime travel safe Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.